message said San Juan and Race for the Galaxy. Excellent. Chris put Puerto Rico on the table. What happened, Chris? You know, I I saw Race for the Galaxy, went looking for that one, and then my brain said San Juan, Puerto Rico. I mean, I get it. It's a town in Puerto Rico. Yeah, it's got it on the board. It's the town in Puerto Rico. That's where my mind went. So, and the boxes are very similar. Yes, they are. They're almost the same, really. Except for the size. And the name of the game on the and, top. And the text on the box. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I got confused. So Puerto Rico is the granddaddy of BGG number one games. This one should get a lot of hits, right? I don't think so. I think it's pretty much fallen out of favor. Um, I, I agree for a number of reasons, but I think part of it is it's just old enough now that they, you know, the, the, the modern board gamer has decided that this game is now officially old mm. and new stuff is always better. Yeah, I think one of the good things about this game, though, is a lot of people have played it, so they'll understand or have seen the components or played with it to kind of understand what we talk about. Okay, Boomer. Wait, who's calling who a Boomer? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I, I am. I am the probably the. In fact, I am the only Boomer here. I actually I just squeeze in as a Boomer. But congratulations, no, it's just, Boomer. It's it. This is this is an old. This is a uh, almost twenty years old. This is two thousand five, maybe. That's an old so, game. So, and we're recording in twenty twenty three. So, uh, you know, new model year starts October first. This game is twenty four years old. Soon, it's uh, two thousand two. So oh, so this 21. game is twenty years old. Okay, it's a game from a different time. Yeah. We'll acknowledge that the theming is problematic. The theming is pretty problematic. We will we'll move past that because it's been done to death. But you know, it's it's a game that's been around for a long time and it's one of those that gamers of our age uh, your age. So gamers of a certain age have all been exposed to Puerto Rico and you know, we were talking about reasons it's gone out of favor. It's also a game that's kind of been solved or I know there are ways to quote unquote play and not play. Yeah, um, I agree. There's like a scripted first it, like it three had, rounds. It has best practices all over it now, and anybody who's looked on the internet knows what those are. I, I recall playing this uh, in the open gaming room of an or of an Origins one year, and I made the wrong move. And I was told about it. <laughs> and they would not proceed with the game until I took it back and made the correct move. Wow. So, Did you? That's not you. You you, sh- you usually would stand your ground and say... Oh, I left. I was going to say. I, yeah. I played two more turns with them and realized that this was not a game I wanted to be in, even though I liked Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico at the time. I just was like, all right, guys, um, uh, I got... Some, no, and just walked away. Hey, look at that. What's that over there? (laughs) That's me leaving the table. Well, I got to be honest with you. It's been a long time since I've played this. I'm going to have to remember how to play again. I mean, I I know how to play, but knowing how to play well is going to have to come back to me. So, Yeah, it's, um, you know, back in the day, this was like complicated as far as games went. This was Mm -hmm. as heavy a game, heavy a Euro as... You know, was on the market. Um, you yeah. know, there was things like Settlers and Carcassonne and whatever, but this was like the meaty, crunchy game. And I'm sitting here looking at the pieces, and I'm like, I remember how to play this, even though I haven't played it in 15 years. Yeah, I just went through the rules, and it's not that. It's, yeah, heavy. it's not There's bad not at a all. High level of complexity to it. Yeah, no. and so it's like I can recall like this being a game when we first brought it out at Chris's house. 
Uh, y'all, y'all had experience with it. My first time, I could not. I just would look at it and I'd be like, I can't figure this out. I don't understand what's going on. This is all very. This is all too complicated for me. And you know, in the grand scheme of things, based on the games that we play now, it's actually pretty darn simple from a rules perspective. From a rules is. perspective, yeah. but but the the one thing that this this game does have going on is there's really tight binding between the players. Whereas I think a lot of modern games, you know, you could a game like Arc Nova, which is, has a far more complicated rule set and a whole lot more options than this does. But to a large extent, what the other people are doing at the table can't have a whole lot of impact into what you're doing. I mean, a little bit here and there, this is a game where, like you were saying, Stephen, there, there is a generally accepted correct move because if, you're not playing defense for the people to your left. You're you're giving away stuff, and and that's going to hurt. So I mean, it's it's there's there's a lot of binding between the players in this game. And I I think you're right. That's something that's uh, in a, a lot of cases fallen out of fashion, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there's a lot of more recent games where, yeah, you're you're playing with other people, and you can even be competing, but you. You're not really... You're largely left to your own devices yeah. and not mm-hmm. affecting yeah. the play of others. Yeah, it largely doesn't matter what they do. It's just, I'm going to build a better engine than you. And maybe you take an opportunity for me, but you're not like impacting how my turn goes. Yeah, there's a couple small opportunities, like taking away the trade. You trade something before somebody else put something on a ship, not allowing that person to ship that cargo. Right. That's well, about saying, I'm saying that there's a lot of that. Yeah, there's a game. lot of that oh. here, but compared yeah. to like... Uh, you know, Arc, you mentioned Ark Nova, Terraforming Mars, even like Scythe, which is nominally a war game, right? It's nominally a area control game. Well, Nomal- nominally a dude's game. Yeah, whatever. <clears throat> you f- you can fight each other, but there's still not a lot of like. I'm still about scoring points. Yeah, yeah. it's about scoring points. I'm not yeah. going to prevent you from doing something on your turn by taking an action on my turn. Yeah. One more thing about Scythe: it's a nominally played game as well. Ouch. <laughs> so sure is pretty though. You know, this is a and I I got I love the aesthetic. Yeah, it's the, very pretty. The aesthetic is nice. Um so bringing that point to a close, this is and you know, so we talked about how you know, games these days like there's there's a lot of things that you can do but they don't really affect your opponents, but you're like, you know, building your own thing. I love how this game, while not being direct confrontational, is very indirect with its confrontation. And that indirect confrontation is also very impactful. Because like Chris said, if I take the shipping action before it gets around to him, then I could potentially ship goods in a way... That locks him out. That locks him out. And then he's not able to take that until probably, you know, two or three rounds around the table based on how the roles are selected. Yeah. And, you know, that's the other really cool thing about this game. I love the pick a role and everyone follows type of gameplay. Like, I think that's one of my favorite mechanics. You know, it shows up in this. It shows up in Puerto Rico and San Juan. It also shows up in Race of the Galaxy. And then... Um, there are probably dozens of other ones I just can't think of at the yeah. moment, but I, I, I tend to like that, that mechanic as a, as a game device. It's enjoyable because, you know, it means that everybody's doing something on everyone's turn, mm-hmm. right? It's not just, okay, you do have to pay attention, yeah. I did my turn and now I'm going to 
pick up my phone and yeah, you know, (laughs) zone (laughs) out until it's my turn again. (laughs) You know, maybe Steven's doing really well and he's going to take five minutes and I'm just not going to care. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, you're active during every turn essentially is unless you get, you know, blocked out of a, out of a space. But uh, yeah, let's give this a go. It's Puerto Rico. It's a classic. Uh, It's problematic in theming. There's a new version that addresses that, Mm -hmm. Uh, but this is the one we have. So this is the one we're going to play. And it's all set up on the table and ready to go. Oh, so nice. It was here when I showed up. It was such a pleasant surprise. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Chris, you won. How about that game? Hey, I was very happy that my uh, engine got rolling, and it did well. Yeah, sitting to the left of Chris sucked. Yeah, and, and, and you, you're a guy who gets the engine rolling well in lots of games. So yeah. I think yeah, sitting to the right of Chris cool. wasn't much better. I mean, you had control over what he did. I never had control over what ha- what happened before him. All right, yeah. Next time we'll me. switch spots. Okay, Please. We can, we can rotate. <laughs> I'll do a lot we better. Could. This is our usual table setup. Yeah, pretty much. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Once so in a while, John comes in your Yeah, you yeah, usually yeah, John. But, but, switch but I mean, you're right. In some games, that really matters. And maybe it wouldn't be a bad thing to f- switch and, things and up. And in this game, that's what everybody says, is your, your seat position can actually make a big difference. But I think I think we were pretty much taking the best play. I mean, the, the, the one thing about Puerto Rico, and I think one of the reasons why it's kind of a social game is pretty much everything is out on the table, except for like the victory points you've already gotten. So like you spend the entire t- time telling other people what to do. Yeah, you should really take Trader right now. I think that's your best option. And you know that that brings the the caveat to anytime Chris says something to it, you, I was going to say you need to you know it analyze Chris. the crap out of it. I mean, is anyone surprised I'm, that Chris won? Because I'm like three layers deep. I'm like, well, if I tell him this, he won't do it. So let me tell him this. And, and to be and fair, then I'll Chris, point this one out too. And to, to be sometimes you'll make it a suggestion that actually does. Work for the other guy as oh. long as it also works for you. It doesn't yeah. always have to work for me. You know, sometimes I mean, that's, I that's how the game works, though, right? I mean, it's yeah, that's, that's part because of the game. everybody gets to benefit from every action. Sometimes, most of the time, <laughs> that's part of the game. And and to be you know, and years ago when we played this game, I used to sit there and think, well, this game's kind of deep. I mean, there's sort of something going on. And we played it tonight, and I'm like, this game isn't as deep as I remember it. So I get the feeling some of the stuff we've been playing recently, games like Mosaic, where I mean, there's just a crap ton of stuff out on the board. This this game is relatively straightforward in its presentation. I'm, I'm not saying there isn't thinking going on here, yeah. but it's there's just not as much to keep track of. Yeah, there's not as much mechanical complexity. Yeah, so there, there's there's kind of a you know you know the old German style game was a game designed to learn and play in an evening, and it could be like a family game. And I think Puerto Rico still manages to pull that off, even though it's sort of late in that. Uh, time frame for for modern gaming, mm-hmm. but um, we've gotten so far away from that with with Ameritrash kind of stomping in and, and making a big difference. So you end up with games like Eclipse that have um, a lot of Euro esque mechanics in them, but they also still have the bigness. And I think games are just bigger, more complex machines. It's a beautiful these days game. Than they were. I mean, it's it's interesting because we're talking about like mechanical depth, right? Um, but when it comes to like strategic depth strategery strategery yeah you know like the the decision space and mm-hmm. dealing and with tactical and, tree and tactical tree yeah whatever um i think puerto rico is probably more complicated than a lot of the the big mechanically complex games where you do have to if you're playing well you're thinking about 
what's the next person going to do? What are things going to look like around from now? What, you're actually, how do I need to plan? You're actually kind of looking at, like on a round, you're actually looking at what the four roles are going to be and probably trying to figure out what order they'll be in so you can set yourself up. Yeah, and, and I'm yeah. not saying I did a good job of that because I did not. I did not either. But that's something you could do. That's something you could put a lot of time into. Whereas if you're playing one of those bigger games, that doesn't really apply, right? You're just kind of hoping that you make better choices than everybody else at the table. Yeah, and there's not the binding. I mean, when it, you know, you're playing this game, you something say, okay, I want to do trader. And the first thing you do is you kind of look around and say, okay, who else is getting money out of this? So, you know, you're immediately eyeballing. It's like, okay, I am going to get an advantage, but so are the other three players. So so that that kind of binding is there. I mean, it's not... It, it, it's a different kind of... Um, you, you're not doing something to somebody else, but you're potentially providing them with opportunity. So you need to kind of figure out where you need to lay off and say, look, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to get money by trading stuff in, that's your business. You need to take that action. Yeah. I'm going to find and an action. I think opportunity is a good word because that's what it is. Is every time you take an action, you have to consider how or what opportunity you're providing everyone else, right? Like, Chris snookered me out of a lot of points because of when he chose to take the captain option. Um, right. And right. And especially with him being to your left, that means you're, you're the fourth man getting in on yes. a ship. So, so you just I, have to hope for there were best. like three captain where you can actually ship things out and get points where yeah. I didn't get any points because the boats were full. With stuff that you, right, yeah. you couldn't yeah. mix. That kind of kept on falling into my lap, it seemed. Because yeah. John was taking Craftsman a lot, and you were taking Builder because you were had this So you monetary. were the number two guy. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, I wanted there's to only three boats out there. And so it, if, it, you if take we were, a look around, you figure out who's going to be able to ship. I wanted to ship as much as possible. Or yeah. A couple times I took my own ship. and if we, if we played again, I would focus more on production and and shipping but yeah i liked i like building yeah whatever for, for the trader for the where you trade yeah, for the you got in. you got at least one gold no, I, was one. Always, I was always throwing sugars and but and then i was had the ability to put a second sugar in so yeah. so that but let it's, me get the it's two, limited corn intentionally because when you take the trade action you sell stuff at you sell your your goods down the market then yeah, you have it, to consider the opportunity cost of what you're providing the other players yeah. and, and see with four players because that, that card doesn't change based on player count, right? It's always four. That's always four. So if you got five people, somebody could get boxed out simply because the four players before you could each do a different good. Or if there's yeah. only one in there, then you could get by. I mean, frankly, what a happened, lot easier to get what happened this time a lot is there were three spaces full, and I'd take it and just fill up the last space. I, I did that a couple times, too. Yeah. At the Indigo, it's like, I get one gold, one money, but if I don't... Yeah, nobody else gets anything else. Well, right. it was all for you to put stuff in there, and it was like, well, if I don't do that, then these two guys that have the office, they can go ahead and do it again next turn, and I'm not going to get anything. Right. Yeah. So let me do it because so I do you have a get it now. That maybe right, I and then it'll be later. open next time, and you've got a shot to do it again. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, so, so you, it is a game where you have to play a couple of turns down the road. Um, and and there's some modern games that don't really do that. Of course, you know, it's, it's hard to say modern because modern games... You know, I look at the Kickstarter announcement on Reddit each week, and it's it's eight or ten games every week. So that that means there's five hundred games a year coming out just so, through Kickstarter, right? And that's that's well, just the are they all coming out or are all the just announced? Well, I mean, I'm still waiting on okay, a couple so, games. Okay, so so there's merely 
two hundred every year coming out. So, yeah. so what, what I'm saying is, is my you have to look. You have to look three years in the past to see how many <laughs> yeah, are actually right. coming yeah, out. Yeah, I'd year. like to see that. Is like, what is the success rate on Kickstarters but, and them actually putting a game out? Because my point being is that there is not a central tendency to the industry anymore. There was just so much stuff coming out. Stuff is kind of all over the place. Well, when I mean, Puerto I'm Rico thinking... came out, things were there was kind of a flavor that things kind of were going in that was considered the state of the art. Yeah. Yeah, there were six or eight good games coming out in the year that that you that people wanted to go after. I mean, there was other stuff coming out too, but now, I mean, it's it's just I mean, depending on the day you look at your webpage, it, it could be something completely different. Yeah. So I so I, I think I think trying to typify anything as a as a modern game now is is pretty doggone difficult. Where I think Puerto Rico kind of set a trend it came out in an era. It came out before worker placement was a big thing. It came out before deck building was a big thing. I think this was kind of doing what Euros did back then with tile placement. The only thing it did, it doesn't have it doesn't have a map. I mean, a little bit at the top, but not enough that it matters. So, but I mean, this was kind of ringing out what the state of the art was at the time, and and it kind of was a trendsetter, and that's why it was the the number one game on BGG for for years. So so yeah so. The, the summary I'm coming away from this is is Puerto Rico and setting all the thematic aroma aside, Puerto Rico mechanically is now a dated game. It's it's in the ancients category. It's in the how games used to work category because I don't think anybody's riffing on Puerto Rico's mechanical structure in modern games, which is kind of crazy. If there's eight or ten a week being announced. Mm-hmm. You figure something would stumble into it. Yeah. But I, I think you stepped on it earlier with this game is, we, we call it GACMED, where it's generally approved. Generally, yeah, generally accepted correct move in this situation. Yeah, it's yeah. my tortured so, I mean, acronym. Because yeah. I can sit there and I can think, okay, the best move for Steven to make is going to be this. Yeah. This is probably what he'll make. This I can kind of figure that out and what's going to come around to me. Right. And, but it's also, I look at Steven and it's like, Hey, that's going to be the best move for him, and he does it. And there, you can kind of figure that out. And that's yeah. that wasn't terribly exciting to the game for me. Was you kind of feel like you're being pushed into uh, you, a you're on rails, yeah. right? Right. So, well, I pretty much have to do this. At which point, Steven's pretty much going to have and, to do that, and, I, and I'll make out from that, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's and kind right. of that is a negative, right? Yeah. There's it's no destiny. there's no randomness in right. this game. Well, you think about it too. Right, so the plantations, but yeah, yeah you, you think about it too. Is we ended the game, the last round. Every the three end game conditions got met. Right. So and frankly, I think that was kind of. I mean, maybe not. But I was keeping an eye on when the conditions were going, and I was kind of figuring that you know because you don't want to put all your buildings out because then you're going to be lacking in the points, and you don't want to like grab all the points because then someone's going to have been built Tell up. The game, and, right. yeah. I think we had a pretty good caught. balance. Like you were buying buildings, you were getting the big buildings out. I was taking a lot of the victory points and yeah, yeah, I buildinged out, so I, yeah. I filled my, yeah. filled my but top But you, you do want to, there's an awareness, I think, that, that if you want to do well, you have to balance, right? Because if you specialize too hard in one area, then you're going to be you're going to have a deficit you can't make up. Yeah. See, see, and in the old days, they used to talk about the corn strategy, or the I forget what the other ones were, but but I mean, there were two or three approaches to winning at Puerto Rico that you could go after. Yeah. And I mean, it helped me out quite a bit having that small warehouse to where I didn't have to get rid of sugar. Yeah. And then... You could turn you, it into you, money. Yeah, you... 
somebody would do craftsman and then all of a sudden I get to do the captain and I could fill up an entire boat because I had you had left three from the time yeah, before. Yeah, I mean, I, I threw away so many goods because I didn't build a warehouse. Yeah. I should have. I should have. But there's only two, so... Was there a, there's a small warehouse and a large warehouse. There was there was a small and a large. So I could yeah. have. I think I still could have built a large warehouse, but yeah. we, the smalls. Were I, just, gone. I never got to it. Yeah, yeah. Smalls went quick. So, all right. So call the tune. I mean, who who won? Chris, you won. Chris so won you, handily. You get yeah by thirteen points over the second place. So so. What do you think of this old man game sitting on the edge of the table here? Are you, are you asking me to rate it according yeah. to Board Game Geek? That's the scale I would use. You should At you should point. rate it based on what you feel in your heart. In your heart. My heart of hearts. I, you, you, you can't ignore the elephant in the room. That's true. Setting aside that. And there is a new version which apparently is more or less the same game. I've I've had people tell me it's completely different, and I've had somebody else tell me no, it's the exact same game. It's just they've they've rethinked it. You know, it. honestly, I just I haven't paid attention to it. Like I know it's there, but and we just haven't gotten to it. I got, have not seen it in a we've store. We've got two copies of Puerto Rico that we don't play. Why do we need a third one? Like so that we can sleep at night, Stephen. I mean, once I put the box <laughs> I was back. I play a and game where you can still, e- like, eventually uh, drop nuclear bombs on your enemy. So, so I mean, there's there's, yeah. there's, there's plenty of ugly in all sorts of games. Yeah. I mean, Puerto Rico used to rank pretty high in my games that I would like to play. Yeah, it w- and people would come over. I'd like to, hey, let's play a game of Puerto Rico. It's a good introductionary game for people. So it's clearly a ten. No, because you know it's been seven years. Was 2016 since I last played this game, yeah. mm-hmm. and. So I could, I think I could wait another seven years before I play the next game. So I'm going to rate it a seven. Okay. Other things have come along, essentially. That you, that yeah. There's other games that, that are ranked higher priority that I enjoy. Now I enjoyed tonight's game. I mean, always winning does help. And it, and it is a social game where you're knocking it around. So it's yeah. a good game with friends. Yeah. yeah. It also know it also helps to know who you're playing because I can kind of predict. Yeah, and, and I'll even put it two ways. One one is it, it helps to know, if you know how they would play a game, it helps from that. But the other thing is, I think it's a game where four people that know each other well, just from a social aspect, this isn't a game you want to sit down in a game store and play with three people you've no. never met before, because there's there's a knocking it around sort of aspect to it that there's a more social aspect to it that I think works better either with family or with close friends. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't think you're going to get that on a game night at your local store at a convention. Yeah. And I mean, and, kind of circling back around, it's that whole, you know, the, this trend of making essentially multiplayer solitaire games. Mm-hmm. Why would you need to be social in a situation like that? Other than, right. Other than just being social, social, like a game like this, you have to be social within the context of the game because everybody's involved in everybody's turn. And yeah. And, and there's and an element of, of haggling and gamesmanship and yeah. maneuvering. Yeah. 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 And, I mean, if I didn't know Sam so well, I would have had a hard time screwing somebody that many times with the <laughs> sailboat. And, and I, and I'm captaining. I got to admit, a couple of times I was able to snooker him out of that, too, where I would steal a ship with, like, one sugar and say, yeah. suck on this, and he wouldn't be able to get something sold. So it was yeah. we were we were pretty awful. Sam, I apologize for all the things that I did. No. You know. So now that your apology is done, yeah. let's, mm-hmm. get your, let's get your rating. Well, it's number two, right? So I, I was number one. John, uh, number you came two. Number two. So, so it's I handed it over next. to you. Yeah.
Yeah, and 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 frankly, I mean, coming into tonight, I'm like, okay, so this is like an all star game with all sorts of uh, you know accolades, and you know, for the longest time, everybody's waiting. What's Seafarth's next game going to be? Because this is the most wonderful thing since sliced bread, and we played it tonight. I'm like, yeah, okay, it's a solid seven. I mean, it's 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 a good game, and. I'd play it again, but um, like you, I think there's a whole bunch of stuff that I would love to push into the queue in front of it. So, I mean, maybe we'll play it at the next uh, May Gameathon, but if, if I don't see it before then, uh, I don't have a particular problem with that. I'm so, glad we knocked a game out. It's a good, good game from history, um, but not one that you need to be getting out to your table all the time. So, there are things about Puerto Rico that I think would be, um, that I'd like to see kind of come back in favor in the the gaming zeitgeist like so the whole you know getting past the multiplayer solitaire and having things that aren't like you know in your face like battle like skirmish games because that's like on the other end of it but having games that have interaction that isn't necessarily conflict driven yeah, and, and I almost don't know if I'd call it interaction. It's it's repercussions. Is your well, the, the, what you choose to do is going to provide other players opportunity. Yeah, and, and I, I suppose you could call that interaction, but it's not. Nobody's banging heads in this game. It is it, until you screw I, Sam I, out of right, boat, yeah, and you're just gloating about how much you were able to screw me over. Yeah, actually, it was a fair amount. Yeah, the more I think and about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> and also oh, yeah, speaking of of player opposition Mm -hmm. right i really liked the limited upgrades they're only Mm -hmm. like two of each building Mm -hmm. right and those buildings all had really good effects for the most part and like they were that scarcity was actually right there's four of us it builds a little bit of drama there's four of us playing but there's only two of each building and there were definitely buildings i was like dang i should have built that some of them you have you have to buy things like a coffee roaster and a you know a tobacco i don't know whatever it is the factory tobacco thing. hut tobacco hut so i mean some of your dollars have to go just to getting your production rolling so those other buildings that you want to get to it's like well yeah but i i gotta get yeah i gotta get my and, farm going and and really i i screwed myself or about halfway through the game when i built university because that was real early well, my mind went, oh, if I build a university, I'm banking on being able to get more money so I can construct more buildings and fill them for free, and mm-hmm. that'll work out. And then I never got the money I needed. Yeah. Yeah, and you burned and up I $10 have, doing that. I should have spent that money on just getting more money. Yeah. I um, So putting those two like concepts together... The fact that it's a game where everyone's constantly involved and there's repercussions or interaction, however you want to, however you want to talk about it, and then that scarcity of the upgrades uh, that you can buy, building a you know a little bit of drama at the table. With those two things combined, this is easily you know this is easily a seven, and I think at some point everyone should play Puerto Rico at least one time. Yeah, I agree. It's 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 one it's one of those games on your short list of lifetime. You you need to get a game of this in. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say you're not a gamer if you've never played Puerto no, Rico. No, no, like just, people will say that, and it just is like let people play what they want to play, and let them label themselves the way they want they want to label themselves. And quit, that quit, whole quit being that so whole tidy about that stuff. That whole BS yeah. is is gatekeepery. Is it just pisses me off when it goes on anyway. I do highly recommend that everybody play this game at least one time. Just it's a piece of gaming history and there are concepts that are happening in this game that I I 
can't think of examples of it being done better. And, right, in other places. In and, other and, places. And, and if anything, Except for Eminent Domain, because Eminent Domain is like one of the greatest games ever made. Yeah, okay. Sure. So if nothing else, if if you are a budding game designer, it's worth playing this just so you can dissect oh, how for sure. work. There's a lot of different yeah. game elements here that are worth thinking about. Yeah. So, Samuel, if you're thinking about this game... I mean, it's classic. It yeah. is. Um, like you said, there's there's a lot of gaming history here. And from a mechanical standpoint, there's, you know, the different roles impact everyone on the table. You have to think to the future and look ahead and try to project what the game state's going to be two turns down the road. Um, and there's a lot of scarcity here, mm-hmm. right? Um, from, you know, actually getting... Jeez, everything's scarce in it. I mean, really, like the upgrades money, are scarce. Money, I mean, you know how y'all, y'all screwed me the it. most with colonists. Like, there was not a single turn until the very end of the game that I got two colonists at one. Right. At I mean, I only ever got one. I, I think every single resource in this game is, it feels scarce, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and the, like, fa- and the fact that you're fighting for three or four of them means you're always putting out a fire. It's, it's never, you're never plush enough that you can say, okay, I get to do something Right, fat. There's, there's never yeah. enough. You never have enough money. Unless you never have gross. enough goods. You never have enough people, etc. Right? There's there's always something, but at the same time, none of those felt uh, arbitrary, mm-hmm. right? Um, and there was an action you could take to help with that. Pretty much constantly, there was okay. Mm-hmm. Either you had to pick which one. You just had to pick what you were going to do, and it's like okay, well, I need to produce more goods, and if somebody nobody else picks that, I'm going to have to, right? Or I'm going to build something, and if somebody else picks it, well, they get to build before I do, but I still might be able to build what I need, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's a there's a really there's some uh, there's some elegance there, right? That's why the game's a classic. Yeah, and and the thing I'll add is clearly very well tested and very well balanced before it was ever released. Oh I mean, yeah, and that's mm-hmm. why all that scarcity all manages to work in concert together. Yeah, I agree. So, um, so, so, I mean, and, well, I, go ahead. Go ahead. And do that story. said, it is, it does really feel like a solved game, right? Where if you sat down and kind of like mathed it out, you could say, okay, I'm going to, like the first, I think you mentioned before, like I the mean, first can, three rounds. Yeah, you can go on the forums and they will, there's uh, like up to 50 rounds or up to 50, not 50 turns. Like up to 50 turns. But it kind of breaks down based on, um, like what um, plantations? Plantations come. I'm gonna say like that's the only random. That's the only like randomness. But, but you know, the, the, but chess gets messed up with that too. Everybody says, "Well, this was the programmed opening." But at some point, usually relatively early on, in in whatever programmed opening you're doing, somebody does something different. And they go, oh, "Okay, so now everything's off." Yeah, I yeah. Mean, you need to start working. But from there. The, the fact of the matter is that there is a best opening mm-hmm. for at least a certain amount of until rounds, somebody right? decides to stir until the pot. somebody decides to to stir the pot and. I just I don't enjoy that as much, right? Because I I know that there is one. I don't want to follow it, but see, Sam, that's mm. why you need dice in the game. Yep, and that's why playing it every seven years yeah. is plenty. Right? It's like, fine. So you I, can forget. I, I enjoyed this playthrough. <laughs> I think I would enjoy a second playthrough. I'd do a bit better. I'd be like, okay, I'm keeping an eye out for this. By the third playthrough, I think it'd be stale. Yeah, I I think I'd go. Mm, all right, it's going this way again. Um, so I'm glad we played it. I 
wouldn't be terribly sad if we didn't play it again for seven years. I'd, I'd be curious to play the new version. I'd, I'd love to see the new thematics. Yeah. I, I think that could be very yeah. interesting, too. So, I mean, I'm always, you know, this is, it's kind of like when we play any of the VCR games or what's the other one? Uh, the Adventurers. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. if we only play them like every other year or every two, That's plenty. Every two or three years, you forget it's about enough it. time yeah. to forget where all the different lava tiles are. <laughs> so you can't memorize which ones yeah. are lava and which ones aren't. And um, you can't remember where all the good treasures are. So, and then like, you know, you, you forget when the gatekeeper is going to yell at you because you haven't played it in two years. So, you know, this is a game where, you know, every couple of years you can pull it out and you completely forget that what that, um, yeah. that opening move is. Did, Did you it? give this a number? I didn't. What number would you give it, Sam? I'll give it a seven. All right. Only only out of respect for its place in gaming history. It is time for the gatekeeper to reappear. Maggot. The only good gatekeeping is when you're playing Nightmare. And he's he's the crypt keeper? Or he's actually, keeper. I thought he was he's the, the crypt keeper. The crypt keeper the crypt keeper is Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt, yeah. Uh, so it's yes, my gatekeeper. Too many keepers. So that's the only acceptable gatekeeper is in Nightmare or Atmosphere or whatever version it is that you have. I don't think anyone's going to understand what you're talking about. Many people will. <laughs> and, and if and only if, true gamers, if, if they don't, <laughs> you're not a should. real gamer. All right, all right. There's some gatekeeping for you. All right. If anybody listening to this understands what he's talking about, let us know in the Discord. Atmosphere spelled with an F E A R on mm. the end. It's worth looking up. Um, look it up on YouTube before you look it up anywhere else. You don't even need a VCR anymore. It's That's right. Right it's there on, on YouTube. YouTube. It's right there on mm-hmm. YouTube. That's how we played it the last time, right? I think so, yeah. Are we done? It's hard to rent houses with VCRs these days, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. right? I don't have a VCR anymore. All right, so that's Puerto Rico. Gold sucker. <laughs>